Welcome to Frugal Fundamentals, our virtual workshop series where we provide resources and information for athletes to succeed in and out of sports. This is our learning series that focuses on different themes athletes can use and apply to their own financial playbooks. These are live interactive workshops and we hope you like them. So if you guys have been hip to the program, Frugal Fundamentals, six-week workshop. This week we're on investing. We're going to be speaking with Ryan Mundy, NFL champion, um, managing director of his own venture firm, uh, founder for multiple companies. Uh, so we're going to get him on and uh, just talk about investing. So waiting for him to tap in and then go from there. Check out. If you guys also know, we have a partnership with Jonathan Van Horn. Um, he created the Shift Course, helping athletes kind of find their purpose outside of playing. Uh, make sure you guys check the website out for that. Um, it's um, it's a great program. It's like a six-week program, just helping athletes identify with who they are and what they do, um, like their purpose outside. So we got Ryan checking in. And I'm just gonna make sure the web checkout website. Okay, perfect. Pin that tweet. Okay. And then once he gets in. Hey, how you doing, Ryan? What's up, man? How are you? Good, good. We know you're a busy man, so we're gonna just keep it nice and short. <laughs> Big in the hat. Yeah, man, I've been finding new ways to spice up uh, being in the house. Okay, you respect. Know, just... Because it, we're in the house and confined, uh, for the most part, you still got to find ways to be creative and just kind of change it up. And I think a lot of people just wear the same clothes and just kind of fall into a mundane routine. So... Um, Fridays, I call Fresh Fridays. I just get fresh in the house. Okay, nice. Yeah. So, so catch catch me up on what you've been up to, man. You know, you're doing a lot of things. You're doing a lot of great things. Uh, just catch me up on what's going on. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, big project right now. Um, I started a um, health and wellness brand specifically aimed at Black millennials called Alchemy. Okay. Uh, launching a uh, daily supplement at uh, September 1st. Uh, so gearing up for that, it's a really exciting opportunity, when, particularly during these times where health, wellness, and just taking care of oneself has, uh, was already at the top of consumer consciousness, but definitely has been reinforced during these times. Um, Swizzle, my straw business, uh, just got picked up by Target, so we launched. Congratulations. Thank you. We'll launch in Target.com, and then also we'll be at about 200 stores uh, starting in uh, mid-June. So that's exciting. Uh, a lot of the nonprofit work and the boards that I sit on, those keep me busy as well. Uh, and then between all that, uh, i got to be a dad and a husband. So uh, from sunup to sundown, I'm going. Uh, respect. So I want to take it back because what I like about you is like the companies you found, they all, you know, they all serve a purpose. They all, you know, answer a question. Um, it's a solution to a problem. So can you talk about the process of, you know, building it like from concept to actually, you know, getting into target and actually launching the product? 
Yeah, sure. Um, you know, by nature, entrepreneurs got to have a little bit of vision um, and, and vision to really see what's beyond the corner or around the corner. And then also, too, looking at a white space or an existing space and, and identifying what's there, but then also figuring out the opportunity around what's not there. Um, so with the straw company, you know, we just literally had me and my partner had several bad experiences with paper straws and I hate paper straws. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> um, and there, this is at the time, the summer of 2018, where they were passing a bunch of laws and legislation just over banning straws, nothing else, just straws. Uh, and I thought that was pretty interesting. And it came at a time where I was transitioning out of uh, investing full time and looking to uh, gain a skill set and experience as an operator, and so decided to spin up Swizzle um, at a very low risk and an opportunity just to kind of figure things out. And so, it, it, what turned out, well, what started as my like little petri dish ended up getting picked up by Target. Uh, so that's pretty exciting and, and really cool. Uh, but the biggest learning from that was that. Um, you know, everything doesn't have to be like a venture style business where you have to take on like a seed round and series A and just take on a whole bunch of money and spend it on marketing. There's alternative ways to build businesses that are profitable. Uh, you can make a nice little living on. No, that's great. And a perfect segue. Obviously, this the theme for this week is investing. And, uh, you know, you're someone that is on the board at the NFLPA. Uh, you have your own many, you have your own firm when it comes to investing. So can you talk about, you know, you talked about the different types of investing, but from an athlete perspective, like why is investing so important? Um, it's important uh, just because you, you want to make sure that you are able to, uh, what's, how do I want to frame this, um, maximize your opportunity set. Um, you know, as being an athlete, uh, regardless of what station or where you fell on that spectrum, whether it be a superstar or the last person on the roster, there's an interesting opportunity for you to access people, networks, resources uh, beyond the playing field. And that's really, um, I, I really try to hammer that home to, to athletes. So really making sure that you put yourself in networks and, and around people who are doing interesting things. Uh, because it, at the end of the day, you know, football is not forever. Basketball is not forever. Uh, whatever your respective sport is, you won't be act an active participant as a professional forever. So really identifying opportunities to grow um, um, your earnings and also um, and, and just gain experience and, and look at the world a little bit differently. Uh, those are all opportunities that, you know, getting into the investment world provides you. That's great. So, like, what, like, what advice would you have for like, a, you know, a young girl or a young guy, you know, coming coming into money? They just got drafted, or you know, they just signed their second deal, and they want to get into investing. Like, what steps would you take? Um, I would talk to as many people as possible um, to really get a diverse uh, set of opinions and and then also just like information. Uh, and then also pairing that with like actual fact checking people. So don't just take people at their word, um, you know, just kind of like, okay, I heard what you said, I'm processing it, but I'm still going to go look and kind of check it out and yeah. make my own decision from it instead of just taking that information and saying, this person must be right because they said so. Um, I think there's a big disconnect there. And so really, um, it comes in 
And basically what I'm saying is you got to put the work in yourself yeah. uh, to make sure that whatever people are telling you checks out. No, that's really good. And a perfect segue, you said put the work in. And we talk about investing capital, but there's so many other ways to invest. Obviously, I think you have like four or five degrees. I can't even keep track anymore. Uh, can you talk about like investing in yourself first and foremost? Yeah. Um, how many degrees do I have? <laughs> I got, I have an undergrad from the University of Michigan, a graduate degree from West Virginia, and then also an MBA uh, from the University of Miami, Florida, and a, just a bunch of like educational certificates outside of that. So I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of like putting in the work and making sure that when I come to the table, like I know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's important. And, and investing yourself, particularly, I think we're, we're starting to realize it during these times is that you realize like what you needed and what you didn't need. And, and um, investing in yourself, you could really never go wrong. Uh, and there's a lot of different ways to do that. Um, we talked about education, but like your physical health, how you're taking care of yourself is really important. Um, and just investing in relationships, you know, you know, that's not directly in yourself. Like, how can I help this person? Because this person may be a resource for me down the road. And that's a form of investing in yourself as well. Oh, yeah, that's really great. Um, it's not just like personal, like how you like what you give because you're going to ultimately receive as well. So, I mean, I think that's a good tidbit that you added. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's the name of the game. And I think, you know, really, um, and this is a learning of mine, and I think probably consistent for a lot of other athletes in tra- transition as well, is like, you know, your resources, your network, um, and not always going to people and asking for stuff, um, but just going to people and figuring out how you could help them. Um, that's very valuable. But as an athlete, I think we get in the mode a little bit of people always asking us for stuff. Um, that that paradigm or that um, that opportunity to help somebody when they come and ask you for something, like you immediately get turned off. Yeah. Uh, or if you don't see like an immediate value for yourself, you're not going to do it. Um, but really, that's kind of not how you should think about it. Like if somebody comes to you and asks you for help and you're able to help them and it doesn't take you out of your way too much, then why not? Um, so it's, it, it's, it's really interesting to think about what parallels you could take from sport and it's some of the uh, debugging or unplugging we have to do to kind of reprogram and move forward. No, I think that's really important that people see it. And like the way you talked about, you know, sports kind of being like a analogy, you know, just because you put in the work one off season doesn't, doesn't mean you're going to start right away coming into that season. It might take that following season or an injury or something along those lines where you put the work in, you give, you give, you give, and then ultimately receive. Yeah. Uh, but I want to talk about um, risk tolerance and like, how do you analyze risk? Because um, with capital, you know, there's a lot of op- more opportunities coming your way. So how do you analyze risk and um, understand like what, a deal feels right or what deal feels wrong? Um, I think, and I was just talking about this with my dad a little bit earlier. Um, you know, it's all about people. And um, a lot of, there's like a, a saying, like you're betting on the jockey, uh, not necessarily the horse. And, you know, being, having a full perspective now, um, that is definitely true. Like people make businesses go, People make ideas go. There's idea, good ideas are a dime a dozen. 
right? But it's really the people that can go out there and execute on them and, and put a plan into action because the plan is just on paper. Like, who's going out and executing? And I think that is the pull through when we talk about sport. Like, every play that's drawn up in a playbook theoretically could be a touchdown, right? Like, if, <laughs> if it works out perfectly, this, this, and this, it's a touchdown. Uh, or we have it at least mapped out where everything is accounted for. But rarely does that ever happen, right? Why? Because people, um, that people dynamic and actually getting out there and working and doing. Um, so so making sure that you have the right people in place to go out and execute the, those plans um, is critically important. And then can you talk about that? Because you've been on both sides now as an investor and as an operator. So what, like, what, like, barometers do you see or like what check boxes do you like to check off before you know you either invest or you either start a company um there was a lot of learnings with that for sure um <laughs> but again like i'm always trying to connect with good people um like if i don't even buy with you or we can't really have a conversation or a talk um that's probably a non-starter um but yeah definitely looking at people and then also um, a big thing, too, is just, like, who those people are connected to. Again, we're, the common theme that we're kind of talking about is, like, resources and network. And so, you know, you look at a lot of, like, well, who else is working with this person or who else is invested in a deal, those types of stuff. Um, but there's a lot of auxiliary data points that you can start to take in to make an informed decision. Oh, that's great. And at um, least to me to my next question, when it comes to you asked, you talked about who's like who's also involved, uh, who's like referring you to them. When it comes to financial advisors, is there like like a set list of questions you ask them beforehand or is it more trust and feel? Um, I think that's all down to your experience level. Um, there's a big gap when it comes to financial education and professional athletes. And uh, a lot of people go out and try to solve it, but yet still in 2020, we still have like this pretty bad cycle of um, just gap and people being taken advantage of. And so um, me personally, I'm, I'm trying to make sure that I understand enough about that person and their track record and what they've done even before I decide to sit down with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you get in front of that financial advisor, normally how it works is like, you know, Timmy Wass, like, who's your guy or who you working with, then it's very insular. Um, and when you have those type of relationships or those types of entry points into financial advisors, there's not, I don't think, a lot of diligence that is done. Um, mm-hmm. Because it's just like, look, my friend said you're cool, so I guess you must be cool. <laughs> yeah, that is true. So I feel like the average athlete fires their first agent just because they went off referral and didn't really do that background check or, you know, get that feel, um, you know, because a financial advisor has to fit your needs, not your teammates or not whoever. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's, that's hard to figure out, though. Like, how are, you, how are you making those decisions when, one, you never had to, and then, two, you're making them or trying to figure them out at 22, 23 years old? Yeah. That's like, true. That's hard, you know? So with your role uh, as, an, as an advisor for the NFLPA, I'm sure a lot of, uh, of the young guys ask you questions about, you know, investing, um, you know, you know, different tracks to invest in. Um, what sort of advice do you give to them? Um, I really try to poke holes into why you want to invest in the first place. 
Um, I think it, sometimes it can be very, it's it very in trend and in vogue to be an athlete and invest in startups. Yeah. Um, but technically, startups are probably the worst investment out there. Uh, when we talk about risk and reward and what the opportunity is or likelihood of success, like you'd be better off just kind of keeping that money in the market or some other real estate opportunity. Um, but yet still there's like this glitz and glam that's associated with investing in, into startups. And so um, I would really want to get to the why, so like, you know, why do you want to do this? Um, you know, before you, know, you really start to think about anything beyond that, like just tell me why you want to start investing in the startup yeah. uh, to make sure that they understand what they're, what's actually going on there. Uh, that's, that's important. And you mentioned like real estate, money markets, startups. Uh, can you talk about like diversification and like how much money would you allocate? Obviously for the audience, um, make sure you consult with the financial professional. Um, this is just general. Um, this is Ryan Mundy's opinion. So, so if you are taking his advice, consult with the financial professional. That's a disclaimer. Um, like, what's, what's the question, though? Oh, sorry. Oh, my bad. Um, so, like, in terms of, like, you mentioned real estate, money market, uh, startups. Um, so, I'm talking about, like, the importance of diversification. And when it comes to investing, like, what's your general rule of thumb in terms of um, how much should be allocated to investing? Um, I mean, that's there's a lot of different things that can define that, like how what's your lifestyle, how much you need to just kind of live off of. A lot of inputs that that drive that decision, um, and then you know the other portal is like, well, what type of risk profile do you have? Do you want your money to grow? Do you want to preserve your cash? Um, money to grow do you want to preserve your cash um whole new economy virtual technology all these different platforms like that's the new way for the future hands down um and then also just kind of balance that out uh, accordingly with this um uh i guess quote safer bets that's great and you talked about like new technology um you know when i first met you um i was doing some research and you are one of the big advocates, for, you know, for cryptocurrency. Can you talk about how you, you know, stepped into that space and like, um, you know, how it came about to you? Yeah, I'm um, I'm just like a a learner, um, and then I'm always like willing to go out there and figure things out, even if I don't know the answer. I'm I have a high degree of confidence in my ability to. If I can't figure it out, I'll probably get to somebody who can explain it. And, and also they know what they're doing. Um, so crypto was one of those things where it was like, okay, this is hot, it's new. Um, I don't know anything about it, but I'm going to dive in and try to figure it out as fast as possible. Um, and there's varying degrees to that. Like some people, they don't get it. For whatever reason, it started to click for me. Um, and so I pursued that for about a year or so. Um, and across different opportunities um did well um but you know everything ain't for always and then um like i didn't necessarily have a long-term thesis with it i was just like okay if this is the way let me ride it and try to you know figure out if i like it long term or not 
because that came along during a time where I'm still figuring out what I like and what I don't like. You know, like I tried real estate, I did crypto, I invested in startups, I've started businesses. Um, I was thinking about just like going to get a job as a banker. I was figuring a lot of things out. And so like, that's what always drives me, my ability to, or my desire to want to put myself out there and learn and, and figure things out and not being afraid of trying and failing. No, that's really that's really important. And uh, what I like about you when I first met you, you talked about how you were able to connect with people. And can you talk about your email trick? Because I feel like as athletes, you know, people are coming to us a lot. You know, we're not willing to make that first step. When you know, whether it's a cold call, a cold email. And can you talk about how you were able to, you know, engage with you know top individuals in Chicago, uh, in Pittsburgh, where all these different places you play. Yeah, you know, I've, I've never been, like, the top guy on the roster, um, top paid or, like, the most popular. I was kind of fell in the middle somewhere. Um, but I knew that, again, there was power in the platform that is the NFL. Uh, when, you, when you think about just people's desire to get in front of athletes and just kind of talk and kind of shoot the shit, uh, but just kind of be in a the presence, there's an opportunity to get in front of some really powerful, influential, smart people and so um that day where i transitioned out of the nfl it's like i have to figure out how to leverage what i used to do to propel me to where i want to go and so i would just read a whole bunch of different uh, news publications articles everything in between and just kind of scour linkedin for people that i thought were doing interesting things like if I saw your name in the article and I thought it was interesting, I would go to LinkedIn and shoot you a message or find your email somewhere and just say like, hey, do you want to grab a cup of coffee? And that just goes back to what I said on the prior question is that you know, I was trying to figure things out. And I know that people are important. I know that resources are important and I know networks are important. So the more people that I was getting in front of, making a good impression and building up um, relationship capital, all the while learning about industries, um, it was it was a good experience for me. No, that's really amazing. I think it's important as athletes, you know, to leverage the platform, leverage the resources as you have, and it's a great example. Uh, you mentioned articles, you know, publications. Would you have like a like a go to starter kit of books in terms of investing that you would recommend? Uh, yeah, um, Zero to One is a good good book by Peter Thiel. Um, it's really I'm an ideas guy, and I, I think about the distant future all the time and what the world could be like or will be like. Um, so that, that type of stuff really drives me, imagination. Um, the Lean Startup is always a good uh, good reference uh, for you to just think about how to get something off of the ground. Starting a business is really, really hard. Um, and you will make mistakes, but it's just about how you make mistakes and, and can you recover from those mistakes to just kind of continue to press forward. Um, the motivation manifesto is pretty good just from like a, a um, confidence or framing or framework about yourself and about opportunities in the world um, and how you fit in. Um, I really do like that book. And um, The Alchemist is a good book too. That's funny that you said like, um, obviously the first two books are like strictly on investing, but the last two that you shared are like more about kind of 
understanding your ideas, understanding you, you yourself as a person. So I, I really think that's really cool. And it kind of ties into what you've been saying um, throughout our conversation in terms of investing. It's more to than just, you know, looking at numbers. Yeah, for sure. Um, that's half the battle. Um, really, probably not even half the battle. Life is about what you or who you know um, and a little bit less about what you know. Um, but, yeah, I, I think it's always like this ebb and flow uh, between understanding self and just when you think you got it figured out, like you have to go to a new level and challenge yourself again um, to, to constantly be in that, uh, in that mode of forward thinking and just growth and development. Uh, well, thank you so much, Ryan. Uh, where can the audience find you? Obviously, your IG's connected, but um, how can they connect with you if, you if you're available, or where can they see you know some of your work? Yeah, um, my all my social handles are Ryan G Mundy M U N D Y. That's on uh, Instagram, Facebook, um, Twitter, all the same handle. I'm pretty active on LinkedIn, as you mentioned. Very accessible there, um, and then my brands. Excuse me. Um, Swizzle, Swizzle Straws, eco-friendly straws. Uh, go to swizzle.com, S-W-Z-L-E.com, and grab a pack today. It's a great gifting item. Uh, definitely would appreciate your support there. We're excited about our opportunity and target and really looking to move the needle there. And then also for my wellness brand that I'm launching, um, you can follow us at Live Alchemy, uh, and that's L-I-V-A-L-K-E-M-E, Live Alchemy. Oh, that's amazing and great stuff. I'm definitely going to have to tap in to Swizzle and when uh, your new launch comes out. So once again, always good to connect. Definitely going to have to get you back on, talk about how you got into Target. Um, but really appreciate you uh, taking the time out of your Friday or fresh Friday uh, to tap in. Thank you for tuning into this podcast. Frugal Fundamentals are originally posted live on our Instagram or private Zoom link. For more information on how you can join our private virtual workshops, check the show notes below.